Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, can somebody say praise the Lord? Wow. How many is excited about being in church today? You know what? I get, I get, so, I get to the point where I get so excited about being in church, man. I can't be out of church very long. Ask my wife. If we're traveling, we're doing something, she, she doesn't want me to be out of church because I preach to her. And I don't know if I told you or not, we have a very unique relationship. We've been married 36 years. That's right. Somebody can clap. That's an accomplishment right there. Amen. We've been married 36 years. But you know what? You know, we, de- we determine how to do this. Anytime anything ever gets crossways in between Karen and I, hey, man, we stop, we drop to our knees, and we pray about it. Then when we get up, we do what she wants to do. <laughs> Uh, come on, any of you guys, from, and, you, and you remember, understand that? Yeah. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Yeah, yeah. Woo, glory, glory. Folks, we're living in an exciting time. We're living in an unprecedented time in history. Did you know that what we're in the middle of right now will never, ever, never, ever, ever happen again? Never again. What are you talking about, Brother Billy? I'm talking about being the year of Jubilee. You ever, have you ever heard of the year of Jubilee? Jesus said he'd come to restore the year of Jubilee. Fifty years. I want to explain it to you. We've been in the four moons, the four blood moons. Y'all remember hearing about that? Which is also, we're also in what is known as a Shemitah, which is the seventh of the, all the other years. So we're in a very unique situation in the body of Christ. Very unique time. You know, the scriptures said that the sons of Issachar were not like the others because they understood the times and the seasons. I want to minister to you a little bit today. I brought a word. I brought a word for you. And then God told me to declare and decrease something over this house. But I want to minister to you today a little bit about what... um. I've been seeing what the Holy Ghost has been saying. If you follow my, if you follow my, um, my um, tweets and you follow my uh, Facebook, you'll, you can see some of the stuff. But listen, I have a prophetic word for you to begin with. You're now entering your seasons of suddenly. God said it's not just going to be one suddenly here or one suddenly there. He said you're going to enter into a series of suddenlies in your season. A series of suddenlies in this, in this now season. In order for you to be in them, you've got to believe God for them. Understand that? You can't just say, I got faith, man. But if you don't use works, your faith will profit you nothing. So you need to, when God gives you a word, you need to act like it's real, act like it's here, and just claim it that day. Then don't take your faith off of it. 
Then don't turn to it and say, well, you know, that never came to pass. This must not be God. Do you know I still get letters today, Brother Bradley? Do you know how God gave me a special anointing to pray for women who were barren and they couldn't have children? Some of them for years and years and years. Well, how many knows God's not an Indian giver? No, if he gives you something, he doesn't take it back. Do you know I'm still getting birth announcements today from parents that have had children when they were told there was no way? But however, with my God, there's always a way because he is the way maker. Are y'all still here? Mm, 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 mm. Now, once you listen to this, um, my phone keeps going back. Okay, well, I want you to listen to this now. This is for you. I have a prophetic word now. You are under, you're entering a season of suddenlies. In this special jubilee year, Pentecost means 50. Next Sunday is known as Pentecost Sunday. That's celebrated on the, on the Jewish calendar, not, not the Gregorian calendar. The Jewish calendar goes by the moons. So the next Sunday is going to be Pentecost Sunday. The years and the Pentecost and the date is interesting because it all falls on a seven-year cycle. Does anybody happen to know what seven is? What does seven indicate in the word of God? Completion. Amen. Watch this. God's about to complete some things. Have have some of you felt like God began to work in your life and he left the construction site? Come on, be honest with me. Any of y'all ever experienced that? Oh, yeah. And And I'm thinking, where's God, man? We halfway built this house. Where are you, Jesus? Well, sometimes he's silently working at night when you're not there. (laughs) Because God works in the dark. Jesus gave us that example. Are you listening? Jesus would pray all night so he could work miracles all day. Help me now. Jesus would pray all night long so that he could do miracles all day long. Sometimes God works in the dark. Now listen to this, guys. Listen. Pentecost means 50. Falls on the seventh year cycle. Um, let me tell you, let me go ahead and tell you this. Um, the festival of Shavuot, which is part of the of Pentecost Sunday, the Feast of Weeks, it's all, it's all the same, all together. It says that to you that something big is about to happen in the body of Christ. Something big is about to happen in the body of Christ. God said he wants you to be prepared. He wants you to be ready. He wants you to be positioned. You know, my brother Dennis Weber was an excellent coach. And I know this much from playing a little bit of sports in high school. That if you're out of position, what happens? The opponent gets around you, and you lose out. Amen? God said, "Stay, keep yourself in position for what I'm about to pour out upon you. Mm. Don't miss your moment, guys. Don't miss your moment. It's coming. I'm going to tell you why you've been going through so much hell this last few weeks. (laughs) I don't like to know hardly anything about anybody. I really don't. Because how can you prophesy to somebody if you already know all about their lives? 
And, I, and, and the pastors that I've ministered, that allow me to minister, they know that. And they don't ever start telling me, well, this happened in my church, this happened. They don't, know, they don't tell me. Because they know. They know. Let God tell me. <laughs> It'll be much more effective. Amen? Amen? Watch this. Watch this. Um, Pentecost comes on June the 12th. Circle that on your calendar. To understand this, you must understand all the others that comes with it. And understand that it means uh, this is the last, uh, this is the harvest that God said is coming. So, Jubilee, I believe Jubilee is coming. I want you to look at 50s to start showing up in your lives. The other day, I was, well, earlier this year, I was praying about God's will. (laughs) God's will for my life. Next thing you know, man, I mean out of the blue. Are y'all listening to me? Out of the blue, when you walk in the Spirit, stuff like this happens to you. Out of the blue, I noticed I started seeing fours everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Four here, four there, four here, even four in my family. <laughs> Amen. I, I, I would see, I woke up, I woke up in the middle of the night, I turned and looked at the clock, it was four. Amen. I started seeing fours. Why? Why? Because I started asking God to start opening effectual doors. Four is the number four door. God created numbers, and every Hebrew letter coincides with a number. So if you start seeing specific numbers on a specific period of time, don't just dismiss it. God may be speaking to you because if he can't speak to you in pictures, which is his number one choice, then he will speak to you in numbers. Help me, somebody. Maybe I better say that again. If God can't reach you as he speaks in pictures over your life, because God speaks in pictures. The, the Hebrew language is the most pitch, picturesque language in history. Beautiful language. Beautiful language. Full, full of pictures. So, if he can't reach you with the pictures... Then get ready. He'll try to give you a number. Mm. Say, I'm ready, Lord. I'm looking, Lord. Mm, 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 mm. Now, let me just share this with you real, real, real quick here. Listen. God gave an divine instruction where those obeyed and received a divine award. The day of Pentecost, God has a word for you. He has a word to release power, release revelation, and release harvest right now. God says, your obedience to his word leads to restoration and authority. Like a violent, like a violent wind is coming to alignment. It's coming into an alignment with God's principles. Listen. In 2016, after three days of prayer and fasting, God dropped this into my spirit. And I want you to listen to what the Spirit of God said to me about 2016. Are you ready? He said, 2016 will be a year of harvest acceleration. That's in any area. You know, harvest can, can, it can be any area. You can have a harvest of health. Hello, somebody. You can have a harvest of, of, of 
uh, reconciliation in your marriage. Come on. Harvest can mean anything. All right. Salvation of your children. That could be a harvest. Woo! Get ready, get ready, get ready. Listen now. God said 2016 is going to be a year of harvest acceleration and revealed revelation. Harvest acceleration and revealed revelation. When we talk about revelation, understand this and write it down. Billy Mayo never said this. Are you ready? Um, Revelation is not discovering something new. Revelation is the unveiling of something in the word that's always been there, but you've not seen it yet. Revelation. Jesus has said, I'm going to build my I'm going to build my church this way. You listening? He didn't say, I'm going to build my church with block and steel and more, uh, all these things, mortar and, and, and bricks and all. He said, no, I'm going to build my church through revelation knowledge. And this revelation knowledge has been placed in strategic points along your life path. God will never show you the whole picture. Because if he did, you'd probably just freak out and stop. If God would show me what our ministry has done over the last 37 years, the day we got saved, are you kidding me? I would be so freaked out I'd still be in my closet. Amen. God's not usually going to show you the whole picture. He's going to see if you're going to obey the first instruction. It's like this. Instruction, revelation. Instruction, revelation. You see, God's looking for you to obey him. Obey him. You must obey him. God's calling for his people to trust him and to obey him, especially in this age we're living in. It gets better. Y'all still with me? Mm. I want you to listen. 2016 is a year of harvest acceleration, revealed revelation, and transformation, regeneration, and celebration. How many, how many are just about ready to celebrate because you heard so much bad news, you're just going to go ahead and give God the sacrifice of praise? Amen. Just give him the sacrifice. You may not even feel like praising God. Just give him the sacrifice. At least lift up a hand. If you're following me on my Facebook, I'm giving you some secret insights how to deal with the devil. You can stop the devil cold in his tracks. Cold in his tracks when you start praising worship. It grates him. It sounds like someone with fingernails on a chalkboard. That's what he's hearing. That's why he don't want to be around you. You start pray- That's what saved David. David should have been dead, but he was a praiser. Mmm, mmm, come on now. Praise steals the avenger. Mmm, 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 mmm. All of you who are a part of the remnant of God knows in the spirit that time is short. Come on, can I see your hands? How many knows something's going on? Just show me. How many feel something's just really going on, man, strange in this world? Okay. The world is getting darker, and the darkness in some areas is almost overcoming. But as the world gets darker, 
God says, my glory and a tangible anointing is about to come upon those who call, who I call my sons and my daughters. I say unto you, arise and shine for your time is here. Some of you have grieved and prayed and cried out for your prodigal sons and daughters. I have heard your prayers, says, says God. I have seen your tears. I have, I have seen your hearts. My Holy Spirit is even now, even now, softening the hearts of your loved ones. Many are going to respond to the whisper of my spirit and they're going to turn to me. Mama, let me ask you a question. How much would you give? I mean, really, how much would you give to be able to go to heaven and sit at the marriage supper of the Lamb and look to your right and look to your left and every one of your children, every one of your grandchildren, every one of your great-great-great-grandchildren, every one of your great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren are all there. Mama, how much would you give to see that in your life? So you say, well, Brother Mayo, when he put it like that, you know, I, I used to say, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just a dollar guy, you know. Plate comes by, just put a dollar in. I'm a dollar guy. I'm like, well, that's good if that's all you got. Well, let me tell you something. That pet, what, you, what we ever give in offering pales in comparison to know what we're spending eternity with our families. Hmm. Jesus said, I'm going away. He said, it's expedient for me to leave. Because if I don't leave, the Holy Ghost can't come. He'll teach you all things that I said. See, the Holy Ghost comes to teach us about and remind us about what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare one for you. He did not say, in my father's house are many broken down trailers. I go to repair one for you. I don't know about y'all, but I, I've lived my share in broken down trailers. I live my share in broken down houses, don't have furniture in it. I've lived that. I've been through that, that part. You see, when you make a decision that you're going to walk by faith, you, you have no guarantees. The only guarantee you have is God's word. So, you know, check this out. God loves you so much, true believer, that he's, he's, he's spending, he's already spent 2,000 years building your mansion. Two thousand years, man. Can you imagine what your mansion's going to look like? Oh my God! Mm, 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 mm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Listen to this. God said, "For many in the body." No, he he said this. He said, "I've cried out for your prodigal sons and daughters. I have cried out for your prodigal sons and daughters. I have cried out." For them, I have heard your prayers. God said, I've seen your tears. I have seen your heart. My Holy Spirit, even now, even now, is softening the hearts of your loved ones. For many in the body 
had felt and seen the contrary wind that's caused hindrances in your life and your ministry. Anybody ever see that scene on, the, on TV where this huge wind start blowing and they do these effects of uh, hurricane winds, these big, huge fans, and then the weather guys try to walk up into the wind. <laughs> they kind of walk, they're like this, you know, walking up, walking up into the wind. How many knows they'll reach a point where the wind will knock them back? But you see, if they just turn around, <laughs> the wind would propel them. God said, Here's the word. God said he's going to take those contrary winds in your life and he's going to reverse them and cause them to propel you to new places and new things in him. Let me tell you something. Everybody can't go where you're going. Now, listen to me. Years ago, when we planted our first church and I discovered after planting three churches, I'm not a pastor. God bless pastors. But in my, in my early church um, that, that we planted, um, it got really, it was kind of like in the hood kind of, and we were in South Carolina, you know, and there were a lot of folks that didn't want a church in the hood, black or white. <laughs> but we, were, we had them both, and we had Hispanics. And um, you know what? They didn't work out. And I went to God about it. And I said, Lord, I said, what's going on here? He said, son, don't worry. Listen, don't worry. Those who are supposed to be here will be here. And those that aren't supposed to be here won't be here. Wow. Getting quiet on me now. Let me give you an example. Here it is. Jesus and the disciples at the foot of the Mount of Transfiguration. Remember that story? They're all hanging out at the bottom of the mountain. Next thing you know, Jesus goes, I'm going up to the top of the Mount of Transfiguration. And I can see them all. Oh, oh, Jesus, Jesus. (laughs) Let me go with you. Let me go with you. Did you ever notice he only picked three guys to go with him? Yeah. Yeah. Who? James, John, who else? Who's the other third inner circle? Huh? Not Judas. Okay. Just suffice it to say, he left nine of them at the bottom of the mountain. And he took three of them with him to the top of the mountain. Listen. Everybody around you, even in ministry, when God's about to take you to the next level, there'll be people around you that can't go with you. Just as just like God has ordained some people to be in churches, he has also ordained some people to not be in churches. I'm talking about season. I'm talking about listening to God and hearing the voice of God. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Many in the body have felt and seen the contrary wind. 
Some have called out in fear, as my disciples did when I found them, found them walking in a terrible storm. They were simply obeying my word to go to the other side. They were in my will. The storm did not come because they had sin in their lives. The storm came because they had wind in their lives. If you've got wind in your lives, the enemy is going to come after you. Because he can't stand it. He hates a winner. Watch this. My word to them was, Jesus said, go to the other side. Some of you felt like you're going under and not over. Listen, God's not going to permit you to go under. You're going over. Bless God, the word says Jesus came walking, not running. Hello, walking on the water towards them. The Bible says it was in the third Watch of the night, or can I say for you, for you sports fans, can we say uh, it was in the third quarter of the game? All right, watch this. We can say he came to them in the third quarter. Watch this. The devil may have seen to have the upper hand in your first quarter, he may have seen to have won the victory in your second quarter. But here comes the game changer. And he says, in the third quarter, Jesus came, the game changer, and everything changed. Jesus is about to change things around in your favor in 2016. The game changes on the scene. Some said, well, my life is falling apart. No, it's not. It's falling together. You don't even understand what's happening. Many times God, again, works in the dark. And then he will, he will, he will uh, manifest himself in your life in some way later. Listen. God said in the last days. He said. In the last days, he said. I will give you treasures of darkness in hidden secret places. Treasures of darkness in hidden secret places. What is that? What's he talking about? God says, I am the God of Israel. In Matthew 6, 9, Jesus said, your father knows what you need before you even ask him. Pray then in this way, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why do we speak wisdom among those who are mature? A wisdom, however, not of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are passing away. But we speak of God's wisdom in a mystery and hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. The wisdom which none of the rulers of this age had understood, for had they understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The devil is not as smart as you think he is. He doesn't know everything. The Bible says that God is about to begin to build his house on the rock of Revelation. Now, listen to this. 
when when we are in, in, in the presence of the Holy One, just you and the Father, that's called your secret place. Everybody should have one of those where you can be alone with God, your secret place. Because when you get in your secret place, the Father sees in secret, he rewards you openly. Whatever you do in private, God will reward you in public. Amen. Every time. Every time. The natural man cannot accept these things. They don't understand it. They think it's foolishness. But we know better, right? The Bible says what is seen, if you can, what is not seen, if you can see a thing, faith is no longer necessary. Your faith manifests what you're believing for. God's even giving you a rope to hold on to until that happens. It's called hope. Hope is a rope tied to an anchor. So don't lose your hope. Don't lose your hope because victory's coming. You hold on to hope until your faith manifests what God is doing and wants to do in your life. It's your enemy's job to put circumstances in front of your eyes that contradict the image that God has put in your heart. Don't submit to the circumstances. Know what God's put in your heart. Mm. This is what makes man different from everyone else. The one that you see that's not speaking God's word is the liar because God can't lie. So anything that's not speaking the word is a lie. Because God can't lie. Um, listen. So I've got to know God promised me. I've got to sing I'm blessed. I've got to be saying I'm blessed. I go to the store. I'm broke, broke, broke. But you said to the you can't see the lion. You can't see the liar. The one that heard the truth cannot lie. He's not a lie. So God and the anointing that's with you is his truth. If you can have faith for it, that same proof is already yours. If if someone in you will not let if something in you will not let grow of it, it means faith means it already has your name on it. Don't be jealous when God blesses those in authority over you. First thing I do, man, when I hear that somebody gets blessed in any way, I bless them, man. I just want to go. I said, praise God. I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy for you. The problem is a lot of Christians can't get happy for somebody else. You see, you see, if you're not happy for those that have been putting authority over you, then God's just going to pass you by. He's going to look at somebody that's so excited for the one that they put authority over you. He's going to be looking for you to praise God so much that whatever God bless him with, God's about to ready to bless you with. See, because everything... Reproduces after its own kind. Okay? If you want to sow watermelons, get the peach, get the peach seeds out of the way. If you want watermelons, you gotta sow watermelon seeds. If you want apples, you gotta sow apple seeds. If you want apples, you can't sow watermelon seeds. Because watermelon seeds won't make an apple tree. Understand this as well. Men can always count the seeds in an apple, but only God knows 
how many apples are in a seed. Anybody getting any of this? That's why I always eat apples, man. I, I, eat, I eat a lot of apples, man. I love apples. <laughs> Woo! We got any time? We got any time left? Okay. Listen, I want to share something with you that may change your life. Here it is. The word says that when you say it, believe it, and then you receive it. You don't wait till you receive it and then believe it. No, you got to get into Missouri, man. <laughs> the show me state. They say if I believe it, if I see it, I'll believe it. But God says that's wrong. That's backwards. If you believe it, then you'll see it. You can say you, it, but you can say it, believe you receive it. You can have it. What we want to have to talk about then is God talks about what God says, and God says, then if you'll do that, you'll have it. Must do just the opposite. But what is faith? What is faith? What does the word say? Faith is substance. Faith is substance. It's material, okay? Material. All the supplies on a construction site. And we got any builders here? Y'all follow me on this. All the construction material on a building site. You got it all there. Then everything you need to start building, your promise, is laying on the construction site. Are y'all following me? Faith is all the material you'll need to begin to construct your promise. So God gives you faith for it. All that is necessary is already laying on your site and is laying there to build. All that is necessary is already laying on the site, so it's, all, so it's there to build. Now, faith without works is dead. So if you have all the faith in the world and you just have a construction site with building supplies on it, Faith without works is dead. So faith without corresponding action is dead. Let me say that again. Faith without works is dead. Faith without corresponding action is dead. You can't just say I got all the faith in the world. It's not enough. You have to exercise your faith. You have to do, do works. You got to see a corresponding action. If you, that's why when people come to me for over 35 years in our, in our meetings and I'd, I'd have a healing line and God would just miraculously heal people. Most of the times if I could get to those people, I would tell them, okay, what happened? God healed my arm. I said, well, what, what happened? They said, I couldn't raise my arm above my head. God healed me. I said, okay, faith requires corresponding action. So then I'd say, do something you couldn't do before. And then I've seen them raise that arm. And I said, do it again. They put it down, raise it back up again. That's the corresponding action to their faith. Amen. Mm, you want faith to work for you, you've got to have corresponding action. Now listen. Don't tell me what you're believing for unless you have corresponding action. I'm believing God to get me out of debt. Okay. Cut up your credit cards. 
Corresponding action. Uh huh. Uh, then you say, um, I'm going to believe God and I want to be healthier. Um, let's see where activity that will help you to get to where you want to go. I want healthier relationships. Then kick Nico Rico out of your house. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Get him out of there. Oh, but he my baby daddy. I don't care. Does he have a J-O-B? Get him out of your house. Come on now. Kick Nico Rico out to the curb. You'll start to see an atmosphere change in your home. You'll start to see an atmosphere change in your home. Whoa, come on now. Y'all getting quiet on me. Listen. Our worlds are always framed by the word. We create our own atmosphere by the words of our mouth. The world doesn't create our atmosphere. We create our atmosphere because we're kingdom livers. We don't live in the world. We live in the kingdom. The kingdom is in us. So we can frame our kingdom through the words of our mouth. You need to watch what you say simply because of this. If you ever make a a, a negative comment and you're halfway through getting your world reconstructed and you make a negative comment, what's going to happen is your angel's going to hear that. He's going to scratch his head. He's going to go right back up to the throne because you can't talk smack to your angels. All they understand is the word of God. That's it. They only understand the word. So if you want to see angels ministering for you as an heir of salvation, you've got to speak the word to them. When you speak the word to them, by the way, in this season we're in right now, I have been seeing glimpses of angels. I mean, I've just been seeing, and I'm not much for seeing visions. God does use me in the prophetic, and I, do, I am an old man, and I do have dreams. <laughs> Doggone it. Brother Bally, you're still young enough to have visions. Young men shall see visions. Old men shall dream dreams. I'm going to say this, Pastor. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Yeah. We We may look like we're 60 on the outside, but on the inside, we're 28. Don't worry about it. When we hit heaven, all of us are going to be about 33. That's how old Jesus was when he died on Calvary. About 33, perfect, perfect, perfect age. Listen, y'all still here? I'm going to just share this and I'm going to pray for everybody. Y'all still here because you know what? One word from God can change your life for eternity. Just one word. Y'all ready? Listen, you, you want to be out of debt? Cut up your credit card. You want to have a healthy relationship? Kick Rico out your house. The worlds are framed by the word. Things seen were not made of things that were uh, visible. Our worlds are framed by the word. How many have ever seen a building framed up? How many? Question? 
you can see the framework and you can look at the framing and you can see the shape. You see the shape of things to come, but you don't know the details. Help me, somebody. When you get a word from God, he gives you the shape of what your next season will look like. But he will not give you the details. You don't know all the details. You're standing there looking at A through Z, trying to discover the details. Hear me. (laughs) 